0: Welcome to Mixtape Music Class. In this virtual classroom, I have a one on one conversation with my students. I select five songs for them, they select five songs for me. Classes in session. everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Mixtape Music Class. In today's episode, I sit down and talk with Katie, who is a former student of mine and alumni of uh, Northern Lebanon, and we talk about some music picks that we each bake. Katie actually picked up on a thread connecting all of my songs, which I may have subconsciously done, but it's interesting to listen to. So without further ado, here is our conversation. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello. Happy to be here.
0: Happy to have you. It's been a few years, more than a few years now, since I had you as a student. Uh, What year did you graduate?
1: I graduated in 2010, and I think I was your first class. I think, I know, not your first class, but your first year as our band director. I remember vividly as my sophomore year. okay so that was 2008 i think
0: maybe yeah to, uh 2008 2007 I started yeah. in
1: 2007 fall of
0: 2007
1: so yeah yeah that's a long time yeah <laughs> yeah fact, lots of marching
0: band shows. really yeah i don't know i was thinking maybe like yeah 12 or 13 but
1: oh yes 2007 marching band it was mm-hmm. latin sketches i believe or it was The Beatles. I can't remember which year. My
0: very first year, we did the Beatles. Yep.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. The Beatles. Good old 2007.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a good time. (laughs) So, why don't you share with our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and um, your musical career journey, whatever, and what you're up to now and how we got to this point?
1: Sure. Um, So, I have always loved music since I was. A little, little, little teeny tiny kid. And it was a big part of my childhood growing up because both sets of my parents were very into music. Um, No one played an instrument, they just loved music. And I taught myself how to play piano on a little teeny tiny, gosh, probably 12 inch keyboard when I was a kid. I just figured out how to play piano just by listening to it. So I never had lessons. And I know then growing up, I went to the babysitter in the summer and her daughter was about five years older than me and she played the bells. So obviously, as little girls do, um, wanting to do what the cool older teenage girl was doing, um, I wanted to play the bells too. So it was time for fourth grade and I lugged my little bell case to the band room and started my journey there you were
0: at that time.
1: Yeah, and I remember it being very heavy. And my mom was like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And I remember, and I'm pretty sure two other um, classmates played too. Um, I'm pretty sure Kirsha and Kelsey did. I think at that time. So we've been together a long time. And the teenage daughter was in drumline in high school, so I grew up with her, and I was so excited to be in drumline. And for the longest time she played the bass drum and I thought, oh, I don't want to do that. I just want to be in drumline. I couldn't wait. So I was in awe of marching band since then. and It's been in the works. And so when after high school, oh gosh, other stuff that I play um, I wanted to add to, I don't know if you know this about me, but I think I was in sixth grade. I think I took a banjo introduction course Oh, yeah. A, yeah. And I, I still have a banjo. I really wanted to play a banjo. I had a bluegrass phase there for a minute. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: I love bluegrass. elementary
1: school. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It is good. So, yeah, that's I don't know. Uh, I think it's important to note that marching band is where I met my husband. Yeah. So band geeks forever in uh, love.
0: Me and Heather. Met marching yeah. Band. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's marching band. Music is a really big part of our lives. Um, Cody composes music and I sing. I get asked to sing different places now. I sing to my students in my third grade classroom. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. And um, some of my choices reflect lots of phases throughout my life that I'm interested in sharing with you because I know your favorite type of music and your favorite bands and your favorite genres yeah be only because i know i know you for a very long time but i took a class of yours at one point but i never like got the opportunity to show you what i like to listen to so i'm excited for that
0: yeah this is a really cool um opportunity that we could do that and have that conversation and after listening uh i think some interesting (laughs) things to talk about
1: yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for you to see my my emo stage, my oldie stage. I've mm-hmm. got I've got pretty many layers to my genres here because I don't really have a favorite. Whatever's on, I will listen to it no cool. matter what.
0: Well, so, let's yeah let's get into it then, um, right. and we'll start with your first song, which is "Runaway" by Del yes. Shannon.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, w- I could talk for days about this song. I'll try not to.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> well, why don't you start and just give me some of your thoughts, and then I'll...
1: Okay. I'll I would love it. to. Um, I'll give you some background, and I'll see how you feel about this. I, um, my parents are divorced, so I got picked up weekly for visits with my dad. And those times in the car, that was before cell phones, and it was just he and I in each other's presence and he absolutely loved and still does to this day oldies and that's what he grew up listening to he's not an oldie guy but he had the american graffiti soundtrack i don't know if you've ever seen that movie
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah it was it was he introduced this double disc album and he was like let's give this one a try and this was one of the songs on the first, I think it's on the first side. It was a double-cased album. Mm-hmm. And I i don't know if you picked up on it. There is a really special part of the song that I absolutely loved. But I asked for it for Christmas then, obviously, because I had to have it. Yeah. And it was it just became like a theme song to our car rides each week. And... The reason we liked it so much is because it starts out like so haunting. Like, I'm sure a lot of people know it. They don't know they know it, but.
0: Right. Yes. It's com- uh, in fact, when I saw it on the list, I didn't think I knew it. And then as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, I know this song.
1: Do you, where did you hear it first? Do you know which version you heard first?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I, I mean, I remember it from being on the oldies station in my parents' school oh, okay. growing up. When the oldies okay. stations were like 50s and 60s and not like 80s.
1: Oh yeah. Like it is now. <laughs>
0: yeah. old I just, side. I know, yeah.
1: I know it came, it's on an episode of scrubs and that's a pretty popular show with a lot of people my yeah. age. And it, I, I just learned that through this process, but I just, I think it's a, a really interesting song to listen to and there's a really good story behind it and that I didn't know until recently and it makes it pretty special. I don't know. It just there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about it that I really love.
0: Yeah I really don't know a lot of the background of the song um so if you have some of that to add feel free.
1: <laughs> well I would like to ask you hopefully you didn't google anything. I really didn't. But oh good. What instrument do you think plays that famous bridge? Yeah
0: I had I have in my notes here Synth question mark, but it almost sounded almost like a theremin,
1: but it was almost
0: like too clean and not as like (laughs) not swoopy enough to be a, a theremin,
1: right? So, that was a big part of this song, too. With my dad and I growing up, we would constantly go back and forth, what like wondering, this is what you know, what do I think this is, and he had a guess. And his guess, he always thought it was an organ. Right. I mean, he's not a music instrument guy. So, like, he doesn't know a ton of instruments. He always thought it was an organ. And I, for some reason, thought it was the clarinet. Well, not a clarinet, but, like, a woodwind instrument because it was going whoop. It was able to make that whoop sound. I thought that can't be played on an organ. Now I was only in, you know, fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. But I just discovered it because I had to know to be able to tell you this because they also had on the American bandstand, guess that instrument for this particular song way back in the 60s. Yes. It's actually called a musitron.
0: A musitron.
1: Yes. It is a modified. Now there's two different ways I can say this. Clavioline or clavioline.
0: Okay.
1: And which that's an electric keyboard synthesizer. I do know that. But he put the gentleman that created it just put a bunch of household appliances together tv tubes yeah random things and created this like synth mutant kind of thing but he was unable to patent it because all the things he used were already patented to create that
0: that's interesting yeah i had no idea and that is it it is definitely unique like if you listen to it it sounds sort of like things you've heard but not quite (laughs)
1: Yeah. It, I'm, I feel very, I don't know. I'm, he was close. My dad was close with an organ, but I just, I, it's called a musitron, and I could not find a picture of it. I couldn't find anything. It was just, it, this guy just was really smart and he yeah. knew what, how to put it together. He was a keyboard player. So yeah, That's I cool. thought that was an interesting bit of info I found in the history of the song
0: yeah if you don't know what we're talking about, if you listen to the song, oh yeah, you will know it's like right in the oh, middle oh yeah,
1: yes, it's only the song's only like two minutes and twenty five seconds long, and it yeah. it goes fast and it's it's, oh, I love that part. it's such a unique, interesting song, and it is I'm glad you did know it. i just I'm so glad I could teach you something for once,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> I knew the song i but I did not know about the instrument used in there. I mean, I have a question mark here in my notes about it. Um, but, you know, this song for me, because I remember hearing it on the oldie station, and everything like it immediately puts these images of like 1950s pop culture in your
1: head. Yeah. It's, it's a total breakup song. It just, he's wailing and just sad that she breaks up with him and that culture of boyfriend and girlfriend relationships in the 50s was always something I like desired deeply as a kid in like 2004 I'm like oh the 50s because this was just a gateway album for me this soundtrack was just and there's so many sad songs on that one too because there is a relationship in that movie but
0: well yeah and like all the songs back then were basically love songs or breakup songs Mm -hmm. about very swoony love
1: Yes, it's beautiful. And he was pretty much a one hit wonder, so which is kind yeah, of unfortunate. I, but honestly, it's this one.
0: I never heard of him, but when I heard the song, <laughs> I, I definitely know this song. I've heard it plenty of yep. times. Yes,
1: I absolutely love it. And I'm yeah, it's 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 very interesting to listen to and it's one of my favorites. It will go down in history as one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, and it's important to note without songs like this one there would be no rock as we know it today
1: true that is very true it does it has a little element of like surf it kind of like surf rock but sad (laughs) sad surf rock just the way the piano goes and it's very syncopated it's a great song yeah it's a good bop it's sad but it's a good bop
0: (laughs) yeah although if you don't listen to the lyrics you might not really know it's a sad true true very true. Okay. I
1: think cool. I'm good. Yep.
0: Let's go on then. And we'll go to my first song. And the song is called Take My Hand. And it is by Ben Harper and the Blind Boys of Alabama.
1: This was great. <laughs> <laughs> Your choices are excellent.
0: Yeah. So this is, I've, I've had this album for, you know, since it came out, which I think was maybe like the early 2000s or so. Mm-hmm. And the whole album is really great. This is the first track on the album and it just kind of sets the mood for the whole thing. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's, it's feel good. It's, um, you know, soulful, emotional, um, you know, kind of the timbres of the different instruments are interesting together. Um, it uses the Fender Rhodes, which is that real distinct keyboard sound and, Mm. um, You know, I think where it really gets great is as you get towards the end and then all the old guys from Blind Boys of Alabama just start like vocally riffing.
1: Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I had actually, um, I, I had heard of the Blind Boys of Alabama and Ben Harper separately. Right. And never together. So that was kind of surprising. I had seen the American Spiritual Ensemble. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that group. No. Um, A beautiful, beautiful gospel group, like huge, massive group of people that come and go as they please. And I saw them at Millersville. I went to a concert. Cool. And they actually talked about the Blind Boys of Alabama there. So I was a little bit familiar. I did read a little bit about it, but it was, if you didn't know, I mean, I'm not a professional on the Blind Boys of Alabama, Ben Harper by any means, but if you didn't know that they were a gospel group or that this was a gospel out al- like album with little tinges you wouldn't know that it's a gospel album because it sounds it just is like funky yeah like this particular song it just it doesn't sound like something you're listening to to worship it just is like it's really good it's really funky
0: right i mean really it's a it is a i don't know pop album or a secular album i don't think right. it's necessarily meant for worship But I mean, certainly all the songs on there are gospel. You know, they have the religious undertones for sure.
1: Yeah, and Ben Harper. The first time I was introduced to him, which I'm, I'm glad you picked this because it, it, I was reminded um, last year on American Idol, he was an idol of the runner-up, Alejandro, and they sang together. Oh, just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. This beautiful rendition duet of There Will Be a Light. Yeah. Which is one I didn't know before. I mean, I know now for a year now, but it was, man, it was great. And then now that I know a little bit more about Ben Harper through this process here, I just like, I really enjoy his voice. And he just is like, just sounds so relaxed and very chilled out. And I, I loved, I loved the blind boys of Alabama too. I dove in after listening to this song to like older things I wanted to hear and see how they've changed throughout the years. And it was, it was really a process. I really enjoyed that. I love the blind boys of Alabama story. That was apparently a thing with, um, there was, I think there was an additional blind gospel quote gospel group that was also around during that time and it that was a thing like having a choir at your school for the blind the deaf and blind it was really cool yeah and i did um i have a note here too i when i was listening to this take my hand it sounded very almost like i know the, the lyrics are gospel but just the way it would go like there was like a pulse to it and it really felt like almost like a spiritual song that you would hear. I know i taught my students a bunch of spiritual songs when we were talking about the civil war yeah. last year. And we learned follow the drinking gourd. <laughs> and this just reminded me so much of that, that like deep feeling music that just like so, like so has such deep meaning to it. And I, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it.
0: They share really the same roots this. for sure. I mean, Yes, would be no Blind Boys of Alabama without those songs.
1: It was oh, it was great. I really loved it. I added I added all of this stuff to my stuff to listen to on Spotify, so I'm enjoying that a lot.
0: Good, yeah. The I really like Ben Harper and the Blind Boys separately, like doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And this is just like I don't know, match made in heaven for me. It 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 works really well. The whole album is great. Um, you said you said about. The song there will be a light that is on this album as well yes. with the blind boys so
1: so good that's that's up there on one of my favorites now for sure it's a feel-good song
0: it is okay well let's keep going okay and so your next pick is the song <laughs> wallet by regina Spector.
1: <laughs> Oh, I'm i wasn't sure what you're going to think of this one so i'm interested to hear your thoughts
0: okay well, first, let me say I'm a little bit familiar with Regina from a few. Oh, films. good. She does the "Orange Is the New Black" theme song, I believe. Yes. So I know her from that. That's probably actually the song I know best from her, mm-hmm. uh, just from <laughs> watching the show. Um, she did one of the songs on the Hamilton mixtape. So oh, I know her I know from that. Her. I'm pretty sure she's on that, and I feel like there's something else. But I, anyway, I somewhat know her and her style but not too well i haven't listened to a whole lot of her her own stuff so this was fairly new to me and maybe not exactly what i was thinking i was (laughs) gonna hear from her (laughs) Uh,
1: that was the total reason i picked this this i knew i just had a feeling you would be familiar with some more mainstream stuff that's kind of easier for people to pick up and listen to right have you seen prince caspian no. The Lion, the Witch, the Mor- She does the main song for that one. And that's this beautiful, very easy radio friendly song. Yeah. And this is the song. I picked this song because it was kind of going to throw you off a little bit and did, confuse a you a little.
0: However, and- I will say it was, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I mean, it starts like just piano and vocals and it's mm-hmm. like a real intimate sound and it kind of pulls you in, and then as it goes on, kind of more instruments come on, come on and play, and it just, it almost becomes, like, symphonic.
1: Yeah. It almost reminds me of, like, a theater setting. Almost yeah. like she's singing what she's saying. Singing what you're saying is very different than singing a song, in my right. opinion. I, I picked this for lots of different reasons, I wanted, I'm so glad you picked up on that because that was one of the main reasons. It's very like musical theater sounding. She has like a very specific sound, a voice, Um, but I also picked it because of the lyrics because they're random. It's nonsensical. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I had, she does a lot of, uh, obviously she's a pianist, but Mm -hmm. she does a lot of percussion with her mouth. Like if you could go even deeper into her music, and that repertoire is just like she uses her mouth. She'll hit the piano with her hand, like she'll kick it, and just random stuff. And it yep. is all nonsense. And I would, I, I just would like to hear what you thought of the lyrics too, because that's important.
0: I honestly I if remember it I didn't that well. Pay that close attention to the lyrics. I was, I was listening. Oh to the my
1: <laughs> goodness.
0: Yeah, well, I talked about this in maybe I think the last. Podcast, or maybe the last two or something, but lyrics are always like almost a last thing for me. Like, oh. you know, this is and getting familiar before I really start diving in. Like, well, what are what are they singing about? You know. So, I, I mean, to be honest, it, the lyrics weren't. Oh I wasn't goodness really gracious! Paying attention.
1: <laughs> you sound like my husband because he probably would have said the same thing. Yeah. Um. Well. I will just give you a quick synopsis for those listening. She finds a wallet. <laughs> That's why this song is called Wallet. I think I picked and, up on that part, yes. Yeah, the first words is, I found a wallet. And she talks about the little things that are inside the wallet. She pulls out this gentleman's uh, driver's license. And there's a bunch of other little knickknacks and mementos in this thing. And... She docs goes into talking about how she keeps her wallet together and it just is this nice juxtaposition of he's very organized, she is not. I'm going very deep into this song about a wallet, but yeah. At the end she finds a black a blockbuster card. She's <laughs> gonna call him up to get his wallet returned to him, and then it kind of just leaves you on a cliffhanger. But <laughs>
0: So for all There's, the youngsters out there, Blockbuster card. I, I, know. I, I know. I know. You went to and, a store and you gave them money and they gave you a, a physical <laughs> copy of a video.
1: Yeah. And you had to return it, rewound. You had to had to rewind, rewind it. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was an interesting little version. Because this song was written pretty recently that she's still writing about Blockbuster. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> And I just wondered why she had to use his blockbuster card to call him when she had his driver's license, like where his address was. I don't know. There's lots of plot holes. There's plot holes. I
0: was going to (laughs) say that sounds like a plot hole to me.
1: Yeah. But she, I, I encourage you now and those listening to give Regina Spector a chance. She sings about really nonsensical stuff, but also has a lot of, deeper songs that you really have to listen to a few times to really grasp. And she's such, such a good pianist. Like it is yeah. beautiful. I did, she I, is so good at yeah. what she does.
0: I picked up on that. I have a note about that. Same thing with her vocals. I think she has a good voice and it's pleasant to mm-hmm. listen to.
1: And it, it gets, it belt, she can belt. And she has this beautiful, soft, like angelic tone. Oh, that's if if you were able to go back in time and go on my Zanga and my MySpace page. <laughs> this, this is the Regina Spectre is what you would have heard because at that time, definitely in my life, I was trying to not be mainstream. So I used to dig deep on the internet in like two thousand five to see what I could find.
0: Yeah. and she
1: came up, and I'm I'm glad people are starting to get more familiar with her. I implore everyone to listen. It's not for everyone. I know lots of people in my life really aren't a fan because it's not, they're not very basic, radio-friendly songs a lot of the time. And that just makes me appreciate her more and her style more.
0: Yeah, I agree. It doesn't need to be radio-friendly to be a good song.
1: Exactly. We should put that on a stone or something. (laughs) Make a shirt. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let's keep going then. Okay. And my next pick was the song Don't Want to Fight by the Alabama Shakes. Have you heard this one before?
1: No, I have heard the uh, one that um, was on like alternative adult stations many Mm -hmm. years, not many years ago um, when I was working. uh, Hold On? Yes, yes. Um, I know it one song of the year, I remember seeing it. I think I might actually have, I used to get the Rolling Stone, it would come out mm-hmm. in the magazine and list all the songs, and I remember seeing that. This was, oh, I really enjoyed this too. I, I didn't ever explore them before now. Um, I just knew that Hold On song, I couldn't sing it word for word, but right. I love so much about them now. I have so Man. many thoughts, so many thoughts, yes.
0: All right, we'll share some of those thoughts. <laughs>
1: Well, when I first heard it, I was expecting someone else when I finally saw what all of these band members looked like. So I'm picturing, right. I mean, I'm a huge Janis Joplin fan. So, like, yeah. I'm, hearing, I'm hearing that in oh, her voice. Oh, yeah, she voice.
0: definitely gives off Janis vibes, at least.
1: Yeah, local. oh, yeah. yes. And then when I watched the music video for um, this song, I was like, Oh my gosh! I want to be her when I grow up. Like this yes. is this this woman is is fronting a band of all men. Like it is just ah, oh, it was great, and it, this song is just it's the rhythm in the beginning. Oh, yes. so good, so it, groovy. It right
0: away, it has that riff, and like oh, yes. after like three times through that riff, you're you're
1: oh, oh yeah, so groovy, and her voice just it's so deep. Yeah. But then she goes up into these like high register, just like falsetto, and she's not screaming. Like it, there's just so much feeling I got from this for sure. And I had dove a little bit into the comment section on YouTube, and I wrote this down <laughs> that <laughs> well, this it's almost as if <laughs> 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 it's almost as if Aretha Franklin and Steven Tyler had a baby, Ooh, and it yeah. was like
0: that's a great oh. Thing to
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought if you can those I mean if no one out there has listened to her sing before I was like, "Oh." It really does. Like the squealy yeah. sound and the like the brashness the, the that first, Tyler has.
0: Yeah, the very first vocal sound you hear her make uh, oh my like gosh. it makes me cringe every time. Yeah, I'm like it, she's destroying her voice.
1: Yes, like I thought the same thing.
0: Like scratchy whine but then she comes in like right after that and sings and it's like, "Oh, there it is." Oh.
1: Yeah, it that is great, and I I loved, I just, it's such a groovy song, and it, I, I mean, I'm, a, you, I know you're not a lyrics guy now, I just right. learned this about you, you didn't listen to it, but <laughs> I did, <laughs> you're just listening to the music, not what she's saying, but I did, Um, I did read, she just, it says, when you're working to get ahead, but you can't, because every time you try, someone's going to take it from you, and she just said it was just a manifestation of those feelings in a song and I was yeah. like yeah you don't want to fight it could mean fighting anything but right this is like a new rock anthem it's not even like a rock song but she just like oozes this soul that I want to have yeah and very the band in general yeah I yeah. loved it I absolutely loved it and they've deserved every award they've ever gotten I'm a new fan I really I really love them
0: I thought you might like them um and I well, was sure if you would have known them or not before so i was this was kind of a coin flip here but
1: the name was familiar and then once i went on spotify and the number one song that was streamed was hold on i'm like oh i know this song but i had no idea what i was getting myself into
0: (laughs) well i'm glad you enjoyed it definitely worth checking out more of it i think i prefer the album this is from their second album sound and color and i think i like this one better than the other one which has hold on Uh, which is their first album. Um, That album's Boys and Girls, I think. But um, if you listen to this album, Sound and Color, the very first song, which is called Sound and Color, has like vibes, like the instrument vibes.
1: Ooh, not just cool vibes. It's got actual
0: vibes. It has cool (laughs) vibes too, but it has vibraphone, the instrument. So... Um, Definitely worth checking out, but I didn't think that song was quite as interesting as this one or not. It doesn't pull you as much as this one does, so.
1: I'm, your choice was spot on, spot on.
0: Good, good.
1: Excellent.
0: All right. Well, let's keep going. Okay. And so your next song was Hey Julie by Fountains of Wayne. Yeah.
1: What did did you think of this? Oh good. This is my my greatest life goal here is to just throw you for a loop. Throw me
0: for a loop. It did because I know Stacy's mom, the song. I mean
1: As does the entire world, I think. As does
0: the whole world. (laughs) And so I was expecting more along that style. And this was not that.
1: No. This
0: was very different. So this used the acoustic guitar. I was expecting, you know, heavily distorted
1: Mm -hmm. electric
0: guitar with bar you know bar chords, power chords, and that that was not this song.
1: No. Not even close.
0: No. so there's a
1: little ratchet in the beginning, too. Yeah. Lots of different instruments.
0: Yeah. Before we talk too much about the song, though, we do have to, we, we should mention, their lead singer just died of COVID, like, a couple yes. months ago.
1: Yes, in January.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, so, well, like, early on, piece. too. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't even sure at first that that's what it was. So yeah, he was one of the very first ones.
0: Yeah, so that's sad. We'll uh, we'll kind of talk, and um, you know, may he rest in peace.
1: Yeah. So we're, talk- we're honoring him now with this song that he wrote. We'll honor
0: him by talking positively <laughs> about his song. <laughs>
1: yes. Um yes. Did
0: he do like some Broadway stuff too?
1: I think so. Like some um, songwriting. Yes, and. He, he and the other guy that's in this band did a lot of writing together okay. but never um, took separate credit for either of those things but it was a very volatile relationship I don't know too much about like I don't know I think I think the, the gentleman who just passed away I think his name was Adam
0: okay that sounds right
1: I think he i don't I don't know too much about their background per se. All I remember watching and reading about online is that they're. You wouldn't know that. No one really liked each other <laughs> in their <laughs> yeah. band, so yeah. you wouldn't know because the songs they come out with are just. Really, upbeat, drivey, pretty good stuff. I right. I would not be surprised if he wrote things for Broadway. Um, I think he's very talented and yeah. can can write a hit. So.
0: Sure. And, you know, I think the songwriting came through on this one for sure. And, you know, they used a lot of interesting sounds and timbres and Mm -hmm. instruments. Um, There's harmonica in here, which I totally was not expecting when I started this song.
1: Oh, it's, I I remember hearing it for the first time. Um, The song came out in 2003 and I will never forget it. I was 11 years old. And I used to watch VH1 all the time. That's when they used to play music videos.
0: Yeah, so for here's another one for the youngsters. That was a channel on the television. <laughs> and they just played music <laughs> videos. It was vh yeah. As video hits one, um, and that was a thing.
1: Yeah, and that's where I first, I, that was 2003 when Stacy's mom came out. They are on the same album. Okay. And Hey Julie is just like smack dab randomly in the middle of the track list. And it sounds like nothing like Stacy's mom. No. I back then I didn't know how to illegally or legally download music, so I liked Stacy's mom. Right. So I bought the CD with Stacy's mom on it and yep. was introduced to this song. And it just—it's so catchy, like so incredibly catchy. It I think this catchy. was also um, on—I think an episode of Scrubs as well. Maybe I'm mixing the other two up. I'm not sure. If someone, okay. I would love to be corrected, but. They have, I love the Ratchet in the beginning. And when I got to play the Ratchet, I remember, in concert band for yeah. a song. I was like, oh, I'm living my dream.
0: <laughs> You're practically a rock star at that point.
1: Yeah, I was. I, I, I mean, I yeah. was. I was. <laughs> and I I, I don't know. Did you listen to the lyrics of this one, perhaps?
0: I think a little bit more than uh, <laughs> than Wallet I did. You know, I mean, this was basically a a nice... Mm-hmm. Love song, I guess.
1: Yeah, easy listening. listening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I think I think it just this is like a basic love song. I would yeah. say talks about going to work and hating his job, and he gets to come home to this girl named Julie. Right. And it there's the chorus is so catchy. Like I'm I was listening to it today again, and yes. I just thought I'm like I'm hoping he liked it.
0: Yeah, I did so, like it. Um and we have the,
1: other good ones on there too.
0: Yeah, and the uh, vocals are pleasant and they're easy to understand, wow. which doesn't happen a lot in these like pop punk bands, you know?
1: Yes, yes. I I should have wrote that down. I was thinking about that when I was making my notes. See they just they both have very good diction and you yeah. can hear everything. I'm not guessing, and that goes for every song on that album. I have not ventured after that, but they. I love being able to hear what they're saying.
0: Well, and that might be another reason why maybe I paid more attention to these lyrics as well, because I could understand them as I was listening and I didn't have to like really super focus to figure out what they were singing.
1: That could be true. There's not a whole lot going on in the song. It just is like very, that ac- is acoustic guitar, the ratchet yeah. <laughs> that makes its presence known. And I think, I'm trying to think, I wonder... If I listen to it again, I'm wondering if there is like glockenspiel in that at all. I'm not sure. It just is like a happy, like, Yeah,
0: there might've been some,
1: if I think about 2003, this probably would have been on Grey's Anatomy, like in the background (laughs) of like one of the episodes. Yeah. So I'm glad you liked it. I'm really glad you liked it.
0: It was a pleasant surprise. Um, when I just looked at the list, it was not what I was expecting to hear when I got to this.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So glad.
0: Okay, so let's keep moving on, and we'll go to my next song, and the song is called If All I Was Was Black, and it's by Mavis Staples. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yes, I have many thoughts.
0: Okay, let's hear your thoughts.
1: I also have thoughts about Mavis Staples. Okay. Um, I don't know, did you like specifically pick these songs knowing her history
0: Somewhat. I mean, so she was part of the Staple Singers, which mm-hmm. was like her family, her dad and her mm-hmm. sisters. And so, you know, she's been around a long time. I mean, I think she just turned 80 recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, she's I'm not sure I want to quite say like royalty and like R&B and soul, but I mean, it's it's a well-known name group. Right. And, you know, now she's just kind of doing her own thing. By yourself, but um, yeah.
1: Well, the reason I brought it up, I was gonna save it till the end, but I I don't know if you knew there's there's like six degrees of separation with Mavis Staples in every single song you picked.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, she produced. Uh, Ben Harper produced her newest album.
0: I knew that. Um, okay, and that that's... album is called We Get By, and he yes. he wrote most of the songs on that album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the Alabama Shakes have a connection with Mavis Staples. They like collabed in an ensemble on with Stephen Colbert on his show like years ago. Interesting. Yeah. I'll bring her up again in (laughs) the choice four and five. Um, That was I was saying um, to Cody earlier before I sat down, I was like, there's a surprise. I think Greg put an Easter egg in these songs because I was really researching them. I'm a teacher. That's what I do. Yeah. And I was researching like the history behind the group or the singer or whatever. And I said, I think Greg put an Easter egg in here. There's a Mavis Staples Easter egg. Uh, You know, I'm
0: not sure I purposely did that, but I think subconsciously I I kind of did. I mean, I knew of a lot of these connections with her and and these other people. I actually, um, I saw her perform. She opened for Dave Matthews Band, the one show I went to. And it was- Phenomenal, and I think from I knew her from before then, but from that point on, I think I really started to like dig in and listen to more of her albums. And you know, if she releases something, I'm listening to it.
1: Wow, yeah, she. I mean, I I know her name. I didn't know you know what she sang, but I know I've seen right many an album. I know i used to see records of the Staple Singers when I would go through. I know at the thrift store, I've seen that name before.
0: Right. Um, When I
1: first heard well you you can finish but i know i don't know if you're gonna expect what i'm gonna say but i don't want to cut you off (laughs) well i was
0: just i was just gonna say um i picked it for a couple reasons too uh one Mm. i kind of always have felt you're you're more of like an old soul and you you gravitate Mm. more more towards or you can appreciate older things Mm -hmm. and so i think this fits kind of within that style genre i thought you would probably appreciate it She's, you know, she's did. kind of, she reminds me of like your grandma. It's just like comforting, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But then of course, you know, the other reason is it's right there in the title. If All I Was Was Black, I think it's a timely song. And I think it's something that yes. everybody should really pay attention. I, you know, again, I don't often pay attention to the lyrics, but in this case, I <laughs> think they're maybe more important than the music.
1: I yeah, you just said everything that I was thinking. Definitely, I know I wasn't sure what I was gonna expecting when I read the title when you first sent me your choices. Right. I thought, oh no, what am I? You know, I don't know what it was gonna be about. Right. Um, and I do. I it was almost like as I was listening to it and then researched a little bit behind why her and I think his last name is Tweedy. Yeah, Tweedy. I think, He's the,
0: the from called, Wil- yeah. a band called Wilco. Kind of a Uh, indie uh Mm. folk rock type group
1: interesting because i
0: yeah
1: i didn't i didn't know too much about him i just know when she talked about right like when he was putting together the lyrics and writing some of this stuff it was she was talking about um she was hoping that this album as a whole um would be like a beacon of hope yeah um And would change the world mostly in America because it came out, I think this album came out in 2017. I was going to say it was a couple
0: years ago, but it's fairly recent.
1: Yeah, and she said this new climate after the presidential election, she was just feeling there was so much more division. Yes. And as I was listening to it, I was like, man, I'm thinking like even now, just in this very present moment, that we're like entering this new era of the civil rights movement. And then I was thinking, what are those? I remember studying civil rights movement era songs, and I'm thinking of, like, um, a change is going to come. Lift every voice and sing. Like, this is going to be, if more people knew about it, they would, this could be the anthem to what's going on now and this new age civil rights movement. And I think it was very fitting, and I really appreciated the message. I listened to the lyrics, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just know when I first hit play on Spotify, I was like, this sounds like the intro to a Jackson five song or oh, like yeah. the intro to like a sunny and share song. It was yeah. like, I'm a huge sunny and share fan. And I thought, what is like, is that, when did this come out? Cause I right. couldn't at first like get myself together because the audio quality is so good, but right. the style is so old, not old, but
0: yeah. I like, have,
1: 70s soul
0: like right. just, i have in my notes here it sounds old school and modern at the same time
1: yeah oh my gosh i think we share a brain <laughs> 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 yeah that's right. i was i was really convinced it was a remastered version or something i right. it just it's the there's the oh so good the rhythm guitar yeah. and that brass that you hear in those songs like the jackson five songs like you're hearing that that little Glock in the background, the little ding, 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 bell sound is so yeah. typical of like stuff I know my mom listened to when she was a kid growing up. Yeah. And it just, it really, it was, I I was a little thrown off at first. I'm like, what is this?
0: <laughs> like <laughs> uh, what year yeah, is it? I, it's beautiful. I, th- I thought you would enjoy it. And um, I would definitely check out the rest of this album. The whole album is mm-hmm. really good. Like you said, kind of a beacon of light or, you know, it, it feels hopeful. Even though, you know, at times some of the lyrics are maybe a little darker, a little more depressing, Mm -hmm. but like this, this song in particular, it's, it's an upbeat song. Oh yeah. You know, so um, I would
1: would hope, yeah. Yeah. I would hope someone would check it out. It's, I'm, if you have any idea about what's going on in the world, it would be really, it would just, you're doing your duty, your due diligence listening to this just for your listening ears, but your heart too. So I yeah. would
0: agree with that. And and just in general, I think she has a great voice, and it's it's pleasant to listen oh, yes. to, and, you know, she sings from the heart.
1: Mm-hmm. I loved it. That was a good one.
0: Good. So Definitely. we're going to do a total 180 now. <laughs> and the next <laughs> song is maybe the exact opposite of that song. Oh, <gasps> yes. The song is Little Things by Good Charlotte. This song takes me back. I do know this one.
1: Oh I had a feeling you would. I think you've got like a little little teen angst that I don't really know (laughs) you as an adult having.
0: Uh I mean at one point, you know, I had that teen angst. And this (laughs) would have been popular about that time. Maybe a little Mm. after that. But I mean, you know, this it takes me back to those, you know, high school, maybe early college days and um like these these bands were like a dime a dozen. Good Charlotte, Some 41, Blink 182.
1: <laughs> Wait till Green you see Day. my list.
0: No. <laughs> so yeah. um, I I never got into any of that music so much that I bought any of the CDs. Oh. I didn't like it that much, but I mean you couldn't avoid it. It was on the radio, it was your friends had it. I have in my notes here, this is a song that like every garage band covered back in the day. Like, Get Together. Really?
1: I See, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. It was a little after your time I discovered them, so like you're saying this is like high school, college age?
0: Yeah, for I For you? So.
1: I don't know if you want to know when I discover Good Charlotte?
0: Uh, um, let's, uh, I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs>
1: well as we do and most kids around like fifth grade i started my emo phase and Mm -hmm. this just they spoke to me it not necessarily this album but yeah um the the album i think the young and the hopeless and this little thing song would come up every now and then on like a hits station right or whatnot but yeah you, you saying that this was a dime a dozen, this was, this is, you're listening to a piece of my soul. (laughs) It's this band. I know it sounds so basic, but this like skater punk, emo rock, pop punk genre is, I live for it. I'm, I love it. And I'm, I'm hurt that you didn't buy any of that music, but it, (laughs) Can be forgiven. I listened to plenty of it.
0: I just didn't personally invest any of my money, (sighs) my hard earned minimum wage, yeah, high school job money into any of these. It's
1: it really, I think, I think everyone goes through this like pop punk stage. I know it kind of faded out like 2010, 2011.
0: Yeah, you don't see too many today.
1: I I encourage everyone to just like follow me on Spotify (laughs) because I have a playlist. If anybody out there is my age, I'm 28 and you're feeling sad because you're no longer 14 and I had zero angst. Um, So for, I think too, for those that don't know good Charlotte, if you just think of that very fast tempo drum, heavy guitar, heavy sound that is a pop punk band you don't need to think about it too hard. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, I have in my notes that there are some very specific points in this song where I can hear the influence of Green Day, specifically. <gasps> oh,
1: yes.
0: You know, certain times, I think one of them is like um, the one part where the bass line comes in and just the, just the sound he uses on the bass, and it's mm-hmm. not quite slap bass, but it's a little bit more aggressive, and it just has that sound, and... Uh, you know, the, the way the vocals are delivered, the vocal style, um, yes. and the vocal harmonies they use and everything, like, it is so typical of, of that style.
1: I, I'm i sad that you said typical, but it's fine. Well, it's, it's <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I learned how to, so what I, if, I wrote
0: if it's not down typical, that I
1: can, hey, it is, I mean, I guess you're right. It no. is, but...
0: Uh, my question would be, so what to you makes this stand out among all the others, like some 41, Blink when I, I
1: I, did think about this um, before. I had a, like, I, I always feel like I have to defend my music choices to lots of different people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think what, I know this is getting deep and this is like the lyrics part of my, my music taste, but I've. If anyone doesn't know, like they just had a really terrible upbringing. Um, the Madden twins, the lead singer, okay. um, ben, Benji and Joel Madden, um, had a really terrible upbringing. And what sets it apart is the stuff that they're singing about and that angst that we all felt at 13 years old that we didn't have. They're actually, it's I, I'm almost positive it's coming from a place that's true. Okay. And I think that that makes it, it makes it the experience a little different. And it, what set them apart for me growing up as a kid, because I even wrote on my list my favorite bands then, <laughs> were like Blink One Eighty Two, which I'm still a huge fan. Yeah. Um, I wrote Psalm Forty One, Senses Fail, vale, Pierce the Veil. Vale. I'm like tapping into some people's like deep consciousness right now, but like those really, I don't know niche groups, yeah. but they were so they dressed very differently i don't know if you remember seeing what they were dressed like they just they wore makeup really? before anyone that i knew that guys were wearing eyeliner and i know other pop punk bands eyeliner too but it was just i don't know and i think what sets them apart yeah sure their lyrics and whatnot but that was the first time i've ever heard this genre so like that's that was my first exposure so like i'm clinging on to it yeah. for dear life
0: No, I I mean I totally get that, and it's um almost more of a nostalgia factor for you and yeah close to your heart.
1: Yeah, and I wanted you to see first love. Yes, yes, and I learned how to harmonize listening to them because they they it was like that that harmony that they would sing in their chorus and whatnot. It's like I learned just listening to it, figured it out. Yeah, and I I do. I'm I'm a wannabe emo kid like I wasn't I had a great childhood I was a great right. well-behaved teenager but I really it's perfect teenager music that's what I would say if anyone is interested if you're a teenager I highly suggest you listen to them they're older things I should Right.
0: should say after you and, listen to Ghost Malone go on and put put on some good yes stuff and-,
1: and I know um in middle school, if Molly Mosser is listening, I also used one of their songs (laughs) in her um, music class when I was in seventh grade. I got to break down one of their songs, their chorus and bridge, and she was teaching song structure. I used one of their songs too, so I will never forget that, and she let me pick a good Charlotte song. (laughs) Well,
0: it it would be a good song to use for song structure because it is fairly simple, and you can distinctly hear the different parts in the form of it, and um... Yeah. I mean, that would be a good use of it for sure.
1: I nailed it. So I, if anyone has that as an assignment, choose a good Charlotte song. There
0: you go.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Anything else to add about good Charlotte?
1: I don't think so. Just sad that you're not a big fan, but it's fine. Uh, I'm <laughs> just saying. kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not knocking the song at all. Um, like I said, I, I listened to plenty of, of that style back in the day and, um, While it wasn't, like, at the top of my list, uh, I don't dislike it.
1: Fine. We'll agree to disagree. (laughs) That's just a piece of my soul. That's okay. We're
0: good. Okay. Before I get myself in any more trouble, we'll just move on. Mm Mm-hmm. And so my next song is Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers. Now, I assume you know Bill Withers.
1: Of course I do.
0: Yeah. And I would hope most people do, even if they don't think they know. You know, Lean on Me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Ain't No Sunshine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Use Me is another one, um, Lovely Day. But I picked just this Just
1: the two of us.
0: Just the two of us. Yeah, that's another popular <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, he has, he's just has great songs. But I picked this one because it was more of a, maybe like a B-side. Um, and not as popular yeah. as those other ones.
1: You say not as popular you say that but the second i turned it on you knew it that i knew i didn't know the song i knew the when he goes mm, oh yeah mm, that's that's in black streets no diggity they sampled that for holes
0: oh well th- yeah there you go
1: and i was like oh this is where that came from and i was shocked i was astounded my mind was blown I didn't know that that was sampled. So from this song, Grandma's Hands. Yeah, no idea. and
0: uh, you know, I really just discovered this particular song not too long ago and uh, I just, uh, I really liked it. I mean, it's, oh. it has elements of like blues and soul and R&B and mm-hmm. it's just such a great delivery of the vocals. And I mean, my only complaint is it's so short. I listen. Yeah,
1: it is, yeah, I would agree. He said this was his favorite song he's ever written and he actually wrote this before he was famous. Wow. Yeah. And I, I did some digging on this one too. So I heard, when I heard it, I, I could still hear the Bill Withers that I know and love. Right. Like that catch, it's a like catchy, but it's, it's almost like when you listen to songs and they make you have like A facial expression that just like when you're feeling something, I don't know. (laughs) And that's like what I heard and was feeling when I listened to this. It's very bluesy. Right. Um, but it doesn't like you there's like nothing to this song at all, like instrument wise. Right. I'm pretty sure it's just the guitar and like a few little pieces on the drum. Like I don't even it it didn't need it. It didn't need it.
0: Right. Yeah. I just um he has such a a big catalog and I haven't heard one song I haven't liked by Bill Withers, but I I thought this was a cool one to talk about. And I, you know, I like how you bring up the samples and uh, he just, he died a couple months ago. I don't think it was COVID related, but it was within that time period. Mm -hmm. And um, so the night when he died, Questlove did like a DJ set that night on YouTube. He's been doing like every night, but that night he did all Bill Withers stuff. And so he did this song. He did, he played grandma's hands, but then he did like three or four or five different versions that other people did of this song. Other people covered it. So, and they were, they were great too. So maybe start doing some digging, listen to some other people's versions of this song. Um, You know, all pretty much within the same style or like nobody like totally changed it but um just some different interpretations
1: yeah and i would hope i would hope as a musician as an artist that would be covering a song i would hope someone did look into the history of it too this is it's pretty right. relevant to today as well um he idolized his grandma. I was reading about that. He said that he learned how to love somebody from just a nice old lady. And I read that his grandfather was um, born into slavery. And it's got these tones of just like those spiritual songs that just have, it's like the repetitive lyrics, like grandma's hands did this, grandma's hands did that. This is what they look like. And it just is over and over and you think about too. This one has a lot of meaning to it too. Just beyond yeah. how this, how the music sounds, it just—if you've ever been fortunate enough to be raised by a grandparent, yeah—and spend a lot of time, um, I think you would find a lot of meaning for this one for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, if you haven't heard Grandma's Hands, check it out. Maybe you, maybe you know it without realizing it. Um,
1: oh I'm, yes, I'm yes. Sure. And if you've seen Holes, you know the beginning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
1: that's a cheap shot but I thought I wonder if he knows that <laughs> I heard it and I was like no diggity but it's grandma's <laughs> hands <laughs> and there is a connection to Mavis Staples and this song okay she, um, I
0: know this one I don't the know the staple
1: one. singers as you said you talked about her family's group yeah the staple singers they covered this song in 1973
0: that might've been one of the covers I heard that night, that quest. That I was like, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I there's, there it is again. She comes up. She's there again. I know it's crazy. I was like, I wonder if he did this on purpose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, she came up, you know, subconsciously. I, I may have. Maybe, done that.
1: maybe. Cause this is very reminiscent of the stuff I was listening to her with her album. It just yeah. is like, this is sounds like, those people who just they they're woke and they have things they want to sing about. And it just, it was, it was cut from the same cloth. And I really, I loved it. I loved it. Great.
0: I'm glad you did. Yes. So we'll go on to your last pick. um, Mm -hmm. Slash I'm guessing Cody's pick. Yes. If I had to guess. The song is YYZ by Rush.
1: You've heard this before, I hope. I've right?
0: absolutely heard this before. In fact, I okay. would probably say this is my favorite Rush song.
1: Oh my word! Yes. I think I think it's Cody's too.
0: Yeah.
1: He didn't. He so he didn't porn necessarily. Porn. Yes, and that's what he why he likes it. And you yes. said earlier you're not a lyrics man. There are no lyrics in this no song lyrics. at all. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, not at all. And um, he. I, I think I you might know why this was chosen, but I there's some special parts of this song that I'm not sh- I I didn't know before listening to it. It's we listen to it almost daily. It's on the rotation for sure. Um, he just loves. I mean, if anyone out there knows me and you know Cody very well, yeah. he's a drummer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this. Guy, is it do you pronounce his last name Pert?
0: Neil, yeah, Neil Pert. Neil Pert.
1: Yeah, that's Cody's idol, like yeah. big time.
0: If you're a drummer, you should yes. he should probably be in like your top five or top three drummers. and You should know him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm not a drummer really. I appreciate him, but I don't I don't feel this strong, deep connection like Cody does. But yeah. <laughs> I do feel a connection and I can appreciate the irregular time signature. Right and yeah. i know it's very hard to count yeah it jumps beginning. all over the
0: place um i mean it's it's mixed meter it's not a song that you and your buddies are going to go in the garage and pound out a couple chords and figure it out in a night you know like you could probably do that with probably most of the songs earlier mm-hmm. that we discussed this would not be one of those i mean this is you know i even have it in here it's almost more like an orchestral composition yes you know like you you have to almost study it and practice it and really to get it and it's not a song to have in the background as you're you know trying to do something else it's like you pay attention you you listen you focus on what's going on and you know I think you can get something different out of it on every listen too
1: yeah and I've I've heard Cody mention before it's like four different songs in one so like yeah. you're right like there are movements it goes from one right. thing to the next yeah and he's he this is, it's his absolute number one favorite favorite song um by them and it it's very difficult if you're not comfortable or able to even wrap your mind around like 10 8 time signature and then i mean we all know five four Mission right. impossible, but it just and then it goes to four four, and then it's back to the beginning, and I didn't know what y y z meant because this is not my pick, this was my husband's pick, yeah, but so I had to do a little digging and I talked about y y z is Morse code, which I didn't know that I think all rush fans know that, but I'm not a rush fan. <laughs> 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 but it just, like, that's what that rhythm is in the beginning, is, like, Morse code saying YYZ. It's insane. It's insane.
0: Right. And for the uh, music theory nerds out there, uh, while they're doing that, they're playing the tritone, which is, like, a it's that ugly, like, dun, and, we it's, it's an interval that's not used a lot because it's considered, like, ugly or... Yeah. I mean, back in the day, it was considered, like, satanic like back when it was church music you know like (laughs) because it's it's uh, it's it's that interval and so they use the the tritone and they make it sound good and like it it fits but um and then at the end they bring that tritone back like Mm -hmm. right at the end
1: yeah it is it you saying that like that satanic thing it sounds like in the beginning like scary music and then it turns into this very just like melodic right like you can really like you're you're vibing and it's not like that in the beginning that's so funny you brought that up i was yeah. it's heavy in the beginning it's very heavy it is. very very heavy
0: this is i mean this is progressive rock at its finest i mean it's one of the best examples you could give anybody of progressive rock and we talked about neil pert on drums i mean you know we could probably spend an hour talking about neil pert and why he's so great on on this song but um Geddy Lee on bass is is another one like he comes up on great bass lists as well so um just you know high level of playing and musicianship in the song and
1: uh, yeah yeah you just saying that high level of musicianship like we idolize these athletes that are at that elite level like people who can play better than you you know football you know, whatever it may yeah. be. And Cody idolizes football players with like, this is so different. And like, he's on lists, like Votus greatest drummer of all time. Like, right. that's what I think all kids. And I say, I know me personally, and I know him too, like, just straw, like appreciate that so much. And like that talent, we yeah. appreciate it. We're not just listening to it. Cause like, Oh, it sounds good. Like. We're counting and we're trying, right. we're practicing the rhythm and we love the complicated time signature. Yeah. And it just, that's, that's like, I feel like he's an elite athlete <laughs> in the music world. Yeah. And it just, it was, it's, it's complicated. And I, that's Cody really appreciates that. Cause he writes music yeah. too and loves to write complicated percussion music. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and you know, speaking of Neil Pert. He also died a few, like, within the last couple months. I feel like that's a, a trend here as well, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, um, I think so, You know, so we had, what, like, three three of our picks are yeah. people who have died within the past few months. So, may yeah. they all rest in peace.
1: Yeah, just, they're, they're being honored now. They are. For sure, for sure.
0: Okay, one more to talk about, and it is my yeah. final pick. And the song is called Right On by the band Galactic.
1: Okay. I want to get your thoughts oh. on this. I think you might be surprised at what I'm going to say. Okay. Because I, I don't think I've ever shared this with you. I don't share it with many people.
0: Okay.
1: I'm a Zydeco fan. So Zydeco music. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I actually if- saw a Zydeco band at Long's Park many years ago with Cody and his parents. And when I first turned this song on, I was like, oh, <laughs> it kind <laughs> of sounds yeah like at first it kind of sounds like Zydeco music, which is like, if anyone's not familiar, it's like Cajun, but it's like blues, creole, funk yeah. and all mixed together. And they call it swamp pop.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, accordion is a, is a big part of Zydeco. Mm-hmm. And um, it, yeah, it's kind of a, a a mix, a hodgepodge of a few different styles, but yeah, based in, you know, New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and Galactic is a New Orleans group. So.
1: Yes. I, I was making those connections as yeah. I was researching these. Um, it's, it starts out like that, that saxophone, which yeah. is not it at first I always say like it, that's not my favorite, the regular, Old saxophone sound is not my favorite, but I can really appreciate that low, deep sound. That yeah. it, it well, just is, is so good. Barry
0: sax. Yeah. Yes,
1: so good. And I, I know um, Cody would absolutely love this group because he don't know if you know this about him. Absolutely loves that Barry sax sound, and cool. he just. I I was listening. I said sort I of couldn't wait to show him this. Yeah. Um but it's like a it's repetitive. Yeah. But it is not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's not redundant. It's just repetitive. Mm -hmm. And it's like has funk. But also there's like electronic elements to it. But there's also like this hip hop R and B kind of sound too from the girl, the feature. Um Charm Taylor, Ms. Yeah. Charm Taylor, I was I getting that. No. I was like, what am I listening to? Like what, <laughs> like it doesn't fit in a box. Like if like, you're not sure what you're into that day, like if you're what mood you're in, like, this would be a great tune to start yeah. out with. Cause it kind of just, it, it's, there's, it, there's so many different parts to it and the sounds and yeah. the genres. And it's a
0: fun song. Um, I have a, I've written on my notes here, like, this is a song to blast in your car with the windows down.
1: Yes. Summertime. Yeah.
0: You know.
1: Yeah. It's really good. And if you, I think too, like, if you really like that, um, I can't, I, there's like not even a word for it. If, if any of you out there listening have ever heard of too many zoos, yeah. I don't know, Greg, if you're familiar with them, yeah. mm-hmm. but so that, That group of three guys that play in the subway stations in New York City. Uh, he,
0: He does Barry Sachs too, right?
1: yes yeah. and there's there's him and there's a guy that plays the trumpet and there's a guy that plays the drums with all those percussion instruments attached to it right and it sounded like that to me in the beginning so like if you know them or you've seen their viral video of them walking through the subway station this sounds very similar to that i think you would appreciate it
0: yeah that's a that's it's a good, good point i i hadn't really made that connection but i could definitely see that for sure
1: it just the, the it just in the beginning i i remember saying to her like what's that group's name that he loves them too because it's repetitive and there's no words really. So like it, I was, I was humming it and singing it all afternoon when I first listened to this, I was like, this one's really good. Yeah. And I had never heard of this band before ever, ever.
0: So I've been listening to Galactic for quite a while, probably since maybe like 2000 or so. Um, and I've seen them a few times. Um, but, like one of their, I, and I've never left one of their shows being like that wasn't good. I, like every show I've been like that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. That was a great concert. But one of them, they did a, a late night set at one of the uh, music festivals I went to, 2005 I want to say it was at Bonnaroo, and that, so they they started at like midnight, and they honestly God played till the sun came up, and it was like wow. It was a lot of fun. It was a great time. So I've been listening to f- for a while. This is one of their sort of newer songs, maybe a couple mm-hmm. years old at this point. Um, but yeah, they're, they're fun. Um, I love the New Orleans sound culture, you know, party atmosphere that comes across.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Party atmosphere. Like if yeah. you're looking to have a good time.
0: Yeah. Well, yes. and then this song has the claps. Yeah. They have the claps in there. It just makes you want to clap mm-hmm. along with
1: it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a happy song. I mean, yeah. I don't, I couldn't find lyrics to save my life online. So if anyone's looking up the lyrics to this, you're never gonna find it. There's one right. YouTube video with the lyrics, but you just have to say right on. Right, like, <laughs> that's oh, all you really need to know.
0: <laughs> there really isn't a lot to it. And then she kind of introduces each of the sections, like, and then the horns go, and then the, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, the drums go, and, you know. That's basically the gist of it.
1: It's it's full. It's you're it's an experience from beginning to end. I really enjoyed it. I did listen to a few of their other things because I had no idea. When you hear the name Galactic. Yeah. Like I didn't know what I was. That was not the genre I was expecting <laughs> <laughs> at all.
0: Yeah, at all. it doesn't quite fit that. I'm not sure what I would expect, but yeah, I get that.
1: It was it was an experience it was yeah. i really enjoyed them a lot
0: good. Yeah. good i guess that about wraps it up do you have any closing thoughts anything else to add
1: oh i do before i go there is another mavis staples connection Ooh, <laughs> let's hear it um i need to find it I, there's i don't have a ton of information because i just wrote it down but they have collaborated with her at one point
0: somewhere down some the line
1: thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know too much about like where she grew up and whatnot, but if they're a Louisiana based band, I'm sure they would find their way to her somehow. Right. So.
0: I mean, and while we're talking about Mavis Staples, um, a couple new things that I've heard that she's collaborated. She just did a song with Nora Jones recently.
1: (gasps) I almost picked one of her songs for you.
0: Yeah. Mavis and Nora. And, and then, um, for any of the, uh, hip hop heads out there she's on the newest run the jewels album on one of their songs so if you're into that kind of thing um that just mm, came out know. recently
1: yeah i didn't i'm not i'm not up with that the the new fangled hip hop sounds I'm not, I'm not i'm not i'm not too confident much
0: um, i'm not
1: confident in my ability i'm i don't want to look lame yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah i'm I think this this was this was a really good experience. I really loved it.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. It was a fun conversation, yeah. and um, maybe sometime we'll see you.
1: Hopefully, sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. It was great catching up with Katie today and learning about some of her musical preferences, which I had not previously known. I always enjoy hearing from former students, so if any of you are out there, drop me a note and say hi. Join me next week where I talk with one of my former marching band staff members, Ed. And remember, be kind to each other. Class is Dismissed.